Keeping It Real with Tanya and Nettie. I'm Nettie and this is Tanya. Hi. Today we are planning on talking about different tools that readers, psychic mediums can use for readings. So by tools, what we mean is oracle cards, tarot cards, pendulums. Did you, in the last podcast, we talked about the things that you hold. Do you remember that what that's called now? Yeah. Psychometry. 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 Sorry, that's yeah, it. Psychometry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and can you think of any other ones? Not really. There's a crystal and the stones, which we talked about. Um, but I, people I guess use, people use using... candles as well. Oh. Um, yeah. So I know that candles are used and the heat from candles and what the flame does and things like that. I don't know. Or there's about tea it. leaves. There's tea leaves. all of Absolutely. that other stuff too. Yeah. So I think by tools, we're saying actually physical things that right. people assist or use to almost channel the energy through. You yes. know, their intention is to how we do it intuitively. Uh, they use that to, to be a, a step in between. Um, right. Yeah. Like I know, I know a reader and she's actually, she's very talented. She's very good, but she works only with cards. She doesn't, um, she knows what the cards mean. She's kind of, you know, made that kind of agreement, I guess you could say with spirit that this means this and this means that. And so everything comes out in the Oracle cards that she uses. And she also uses um, just regular playing cards. And each one has a particular meaning in order for her to sort of guide the reading. So my experience with cards is I don't actually know tarot. I don't know tarot cards. Do you? No, 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 no. no. I've never I've learned friends it. who use them mm. and love them. And I've got friends who do daily Oracle cards, love them. Yeah. But personally, I've, like I, I've, I've had one experience with it, which I'll, I'll discuss, but it was with playing cards. Yeah. But right. You, you're going. And then um, Oracle cards. So I actually have um, my favorite one here. It's the, uh, the Psychic Tarot by John Holland, which um, is just like one word. There's a number. And I'm going to pause because you disappeared um yeah the power just went out here so um clearly there's some energy going around so I'm hoping that my phone will last the podcast but it is you know what charged, I think so. is so funny is every single time we sit down to do a podcast or, or just to talk or whatever we have electronic issues every single time it takes us like 10 15 can you hear me can you hear me can you yeah, hear me? I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's one of us I, I and something is like not that. working. And the thing is, it doesn't end up being something. Like we don't do anything different. It's just like five minutes into it, it just starts working or something like that. So I know it's bizarre. Yeah. Anywho, mm. um, so I think I was talking about my favorite cards, the uh psychic tarot by yeah. John Holland. They're oracle cards and they basically have like a number. They have a word and they have a picture. And I was first taught um, to, to do the reading based on the cards. And basically the idea is, is that spirit is going, whatever cards you pull, it's just kind of going to um, guide the um, direction of the reading and where it's going and, and that type of thing. I use them very occasionally. Occasionally I will sit down to do a reading and they'll be like, oh, you're going to pull some cards today. And I'm like, oh, all right. 
but usually I don't. I I I just don't. Yeah. And it's not about need or anything. I just don't. I want to say need. I don't need them. To yeah. Guide the reading. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of happens. Well, you're not guided to use them. You Correct. know, it, it's it's interesting. It, um, and yeah, I, I was I used them once, and we had to do it for our course. Um, so everyone had tarot cards except for me in the course. So it was like I don't know fifty odd students, and they they'd all had tarot cards. Um, and I was like, I don't own them, you know. And they would just go and buy some, and it, everything inside me said, do not go and buy these cards. Um, it was it was weird. Um, I don't live somewhere where they sell tarot cards, so I would have had to drive half an hour. But I had a week to do it. It would have been easy. And friends have them. They're like, oh, I'll pick some up for you. Oh, there's some really good angel ones. You'll love these. You'll love that. But it was just like it wasn't my thing. Um, yeah. And so I used, end up using playing cards. And I printed from the internet. You can go in and jump on the internet and you can print, um, give me a, like a, a guide to each of these cards. So just like you'd pull a tarot cards, if you pulled a two of spades, you would then look at your sheet and two of spades would say X. And so we did this and it was, interesting because it was surprisingly accurate um but in a very broad sense because it only has 52 answers right yeah so you could get where it was going but I could tune in um through you know knowing or through seeing or through thing and get a much better and clearer direction than what that was giving me because I wasn't limited to 52 cards and I think in tarot there's like 78 roughly and I think from memory they were saying that's like 30 to 40 uh oracle cards usually um and I have, so I have it's six, interesting I have 65 in my in my deck I have a couple I have a number it, of decks but and is that oracle cards yes. or tarot yeah. cards no no tarot I, I've never done tarot ever yeah oracle yeah 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 um it's interesting too that tarot cards go back like they they don't even know when they started like there's there's they've just been around for so long and you know 14th century or whatever it is so it's definitely a tool that um and and so many different countries actually claim that they were the the starting of it oh really Um, yeah so it's even the mystery and the, the myth or the legend of the tarot card itself is is quite you know, mystical um, of where did this come from and, yeah. and, and why did this, why it was about. But all these different countries at the same time were using it in a very similar way. So it, it's interesting. It's the other thing that um, I think people like is that it's something physical that you can see. So when you are reading for people, almost the drama or the, um, or the confirmation, it's not just Tanya talking, blah, 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 this is what I'm seeing. It's turning over the X or the, the Y or whatever it is. So they, they physically can see that you right. know, point of view. Right. And I know a girlfriend who gets, she has a lot of reading. She goes to lots of different people, but she loves getting it when they do the tarot card because she can actually physically see that. And she's like, oh, I've turned that before. I've had that before. Or you know, that, that angel picture makes sense to me or the cross I've got three times now, or, you know, so I can see that from a, a visual presentation point of view, it's, it has a solid confirmation for them. Absolutely. Um, then someone, 
just yeah. talking. <laughs> and the other thing that you, you, you mentioned was the note, like the book that's actually comes with the card. So it'll have, you know, a particular card that will say rest and rejuvenate. And then in the book, it'll say what rest and rejuvenate means. And if I, if I'm in a situation where I'm pulling cards by my, for myself, I do read the book. However, yeah. each card in every reading has a different meaning to me. So yeah. I don't go by what that particular card means. If it's rest and rejuvenate in the book, it might say, oh, this means that you need to take care of your inner child and you need to rest and you need to go on a vacation. I'm just making this up because they don't actually say that. But anyways, yeah. I might see it as, well, actually, you know, your liver is over uh, taxed and and you need to actually be sleeping better at night. Whereas the next person yeah, that I okay. pulled a rest and rejuvenate card for might mean something completely different. D do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I so you're using your other intuitive yes. or psychic abilities yes. to read the card as well. Yes. Yeah. So I'm might... interesting because we were made to do that in our course. We were actually made to hold the card um, in our hand and not see it. Uh, and then think about what the message of the card would be, write that down and then turn the card and see how accurate you were. And I really enjoyed that because I it was very accurate into what the card said, but it was a much deeper meaning mm -hmm. to the card, like a lot more yeah. detail. So that's sort of what you're doing. You're turning the card and then you're without probably even realizing just flooding in the, the information. Oh, no, yeah, no, I know exactly. Yeah. I know exactly what's happening. It's just, Sometimes they can sort of steer it. The and I and I don't have anything against cards. I just don't typically pick them up. I just don't. And sometimes yeah. when I'm doing cards, like when I do a reading, I like it when somebody says, Hey, I want to know about this particular situation. This is the basics of what's happening. And then, you know, like if we're sort of into an intuitive reading, I can tune into it and sort of give the information. When I'm just pulling cards and I don't have sort of that feedback and that energy exchange from the person that's sitting in front of me, I find the information that I'm getting is very broad. Like there's yeah. not, I'm not really getting into the details because there isn't kind of that exchange between the two of us. Yeah. So it'll be, oh, you're having a problem with some things and I can kind of see there's something about a job and and there's something in relation to starting up a business, but like, I'm not really sure. And, you know, because it's, I, I shouldn't say I'm not really sure. It's just, I don't know that it happens to be the bakery that they're planning on opening down the street. Do you know what I mean? So it just, yeah, it's just very broad. And, and, and it's often, meant to be a guide of a path rather than a answer. Like tarot cards are meant to give you sort of a, a steering in the right direction as yeah. do psychic readings in my opinion you know and and the a other lot thing of psychics is won't want to tell the future you know yeah and if it's kind of like if I'm pulling cards in my own life to try to get answers for things I'm not tuning into myself I'm not tuning into my own intuition and my own actual feelings about this particular topic I'm yeah. I'm reaching out somewhere else for somebody spirit whatever to give me the answer about what I should be doing now not to say that I haven't done that where you know I always wanted guidance about what I was doing and I really had to stop needing to know and I had to just let life flow for yeah. me yeah yeah absolutely and I think for us we are lucky because we are very intuitive and in touch with our intuitiveness 
So the tools aren't so important because we can get that message anyway. Whereas I've got a lot of friends that do use them on a regular basis and the Oracle cards in particular. Um, and they find that it's such an easy, simple way for them to be guided without having to sit in meditation for ages and all those other things they do need to get it. But we also have spoken about, you know, listening to your gut as well, because everyone has a gut feeling. And so you said something super interesting, that, like having to sit in meditation to receive guidance. And I don't actually agree with that. If I yeah. want to learn downloads about like the consciousness that's happening in the world, I will sit in meditation. But we can actually make all of these decisions. And I know you know this, but we can make all of these decisions just by tuning into ourselves and trusting ourselves in each conscious choice that we make moving through our lives. I don't have to sit in meditation for 40 minutes a day in, in order to be able to make decisions in life. Yeah. And I think we've spoken about this before. Neither of us do that. But I also don't meditate. We are, we are very, very like in touch with our intuitiveness. So my girlfriend and I have had this discussion. I said, you know, to don't, don't, you don't have to sit in the 45 minutes, just, you know, it's just, I don't get what you get. I, I, you know, but if I do sit in a 45 minute meditation, I do get more information, you know? And so I understand that, but now she's working on the fact that she can do other things like going for a walk and realizing that some of her answers come. So what we're, we're changing is the way when someone says meditation, you don't have to sit going, Oh, yeah. Bring stuff in, you know, and she's, she's, definitely doing a lot of different things like swimming or walking or you know we've talked about doing the dishes sometimes, and that can be her 45 minutes of meditation and sometimes I think meditation just quiets you enough and connects your your like for you which you would call your conscious or your subconscious and and it just can connect you to yourself and connect your mind and body as opposed to yeah. um it being disconnected and you just living in your head. Cause I think meditation can do that. A lot of people are very intense and, and think it's a, a superpower to be able to meditate. In fact, I've met plenty of people who want to sit on their high horse about, Oh, I meditate for an hour every morning. I'm like, Oh, fuck. Good for you. Like, like all of a sudden you're superior to me because you can sit in quiet. Like, come on. If it works for you, do it. I don't do it. I don't. Yeah. I and tried. I, what you just said, though, is the key. You have to find what works for you. Yes. So I've been meditating for years in the word, if I understand what meditation is, which is walking. Right. I, I go for long walks every day uh, and I get so much that comes through. But I then, you know, decided that, oh, you know, I, I want to get understand this a bit more and then I started to meditate you know in in the way that I was told to do it and be talked through this hour-long meditation and all these sort of things it was very unhealthy for me it was not the way my body needs to move to meditate when in meditation yeah, to me move too. the energy and I would get way 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 too high in a dimension that coming back down into my body was very very hard to do me too yeah I go on these crazy trips into yeah. all these different universes. And it's like, that's not what I need. And, and I think that there's this, you know, and you and I have talked about this is there's this, and I call it like the spiritual 101 and your starter kit. Ooh, I can meditate for 45 minutes. And oh, I'm so spiritual. Look at me. Well, no, you're not. 
you yeah. know, just because you meditate and, and you force yourself to be in these different situations in the name of spirituality. And I used to do it. I used to try to force myself to meditate. And then all of a sudden I would be up and I'd be cleaning my toilet and I'd be like, shit, I was supposed yeah. to be meditating. <laughs> and you were, you were cleaning your toilet. <laughs> but like, I, I, it didn't work for me. And I go for yeah. walks. I'll listen to audio books or I'll listen to soft music or yeah. I'll clean. Cleaning's a big time for me to receive Major. messages. Yeah. Okay, so we've got tarot, we've got oracle, okay. we've got meditation. Yeah. Um, psychometry. Oh, sure. Well, let's go to pendulum because okay. I want to cross over with that to the tarot cards because I think they're very similar tools um, in some ways. And in, in the fact that they're very physical, that the other person can see the tarot. So a tarot is literally holding um, on a string or on a, on a rope or anything um, like a heavier object and it will give you a yes or a no or it'll do nothing. And so if you hold it up, um, with your hand, you'll have the string coming down and you'll literally say, give me a yes. You calibrate it at the start. And it will, uh, in, in my case, usually goes into a, a clockwise circle. Um, and then if you give me a no, and then it will just swing back and forth. And so you're really holding it with your thumb and the finger next to your thumb in the air. And then you ask it questions and it, it answers. Um, and I mean, I, I don't use this on a regular basis at all. And I only did it for the first time a year ago. So in no way am I an expert. I have been told that the best ones are wood because wood carries, uh, doesn't hold energy like um, a crystal or a gem or, or any metal. Um, and so it can't interfere. But to be honest, I've seen people using whole different bunch of things and it seems to work in each way. I had never thought about it. And the first time I got to use one was again in the course that I did, they were, they were doing a class on it. And I ended up using a necklace because I didn't have one. I didn't want to go and buy one because I thought I'd never use it again. But I was fascinated by the fact that I could literally hold it there and it would do these massive circles and these no's with, you know, uh, right in front of my eyes. And I knew that I wasn't doing it. So, um, so it's still not a tool that I will use because it only gives you a yes and a no, which I think I've mentioned last time. I find a little bit dangerous because um, it's it, people will read too much into that. So will I get married or what will I should, yeah. should I take this job or should I get divorced? Or it can give you a yes and no, it can't give you a pathway forward. So be very careful, I think, whether you use that as a tool. But like a tarot card, I think the visual thing of it is is really good for the the person receiving it and that the only time I really used it other than doing some tests on it I actually tested it because as I've mentioned many times I'm a skeptic mm -hmm. and so I wrote four words down on a piece of paper and I held it above each and I said does this word say does this piece of paper which was upside down say boat and it would say yes or no and it was accurate every time which was amazing to me that it could just get it and I got my husband to put the pieces of paper down and write you know, tell me what the four words were, but I didn't know where they were and it would get it again. But he, he asked me to get it out every now and then when he's got questions because he doesn't want my bias. And yes. to him, um, if I'm just giving him the answer through my um, seeing or, or, or knowing or um, hearing, then how does he know the difference between me giving him the answer that I want? Is your hear? opinion. Yeah. And I've got a lot of trust in it, but I could still get it. So he loves 
to actually just let me hold it and then he asked the questions. And he's tried himself. It doesn't work for him. So he he will every now and then message me and say, can you break pendulum coffee this morning? <laughs> so I turn up and he asks these questions. So I do see and I can see a role for it. I know people who make their everyday mundane decisions. Our teacher found picked her dentist through that. She had a mix of dentists. She asked which one, yes or no, yes or no. She ended up going to this dentist that also had intuitive abilities. So, you know, I think people use it for different different things. But I also think that we're going to end up where we're supposed to be, whether we get yeses or nos or not. Yeah. And you know what you made me think of was muscle testing. And we still have to go back to the, um, ah, I keep forgetting the name. The whole um, Psycho. Psychometry. psychometry. Jeez. Psychometry. Obviously, it's not something yeah. I use. Um, yeah. Muscle testing is another thing that people will use, do because apparently your body um, will respond to truth or false. So it'll be like, yeah. okay, you know, should I take this? And I'm just holding my arm up and kind of pushing down on my shoulder. Should I take this vitamin? And if a particular vitamin, and if there's resistance, it's a no, or it's a yes. And if your body just kind of goes weak and then the arm pushes down, it's a no, because then your body's showing a weakness to it, or your body's showing a strength to these questions. Yeah. Again, I'm just going to say it, if you're having to sort of reach out to these different tools for answers in your own life, I'm going to lovingly suggest that it's actually getting connected to yourself and your truth and your gut and knowing in yourself what feels right and what doesn't. And that took practice for me to yeah. like, it's an internal you know, pendulum, isn't it? Yeah. And I got into the habit of going into most situations going like when I first started dating again I, I was single for a long time just because I was so busy with my son and raising him and being a police officer and running a house and uh, like I was just so busy and I would start dating and I was like oh my god like I don't even have a clue what I even like what makes me happy like what <laughs> like I just I honestly I didn't know it had been so long so every situation I would go into, I would have to pause and go, okay, well, how does this feel for me? Not what somebody else is telling me is a red flag, not what somebody else is saying is a gentleman, not what somebody else is telling me is, you know, what I should do or how this person, whatever, how do I feel about it? And how does it resonate with me? And yeah. that's what I started to do in every situation that I went into. And I often recommend that to, um, uh, clients and in fact spirit says the same thing walk into these situations check in with yourself how does my body feel because it gets yeah. you out of your head and into this out of this like black and white well if this happens I must respond this way and it gets you into your body because if if we're working on and I'm going on a bit of a rant but if we're working on that sort of 3d of of oh well pendulum said no so no what what you're, you're not trusting yeah. yourself or, or you're saying, Oh, that's well, an important thing. Like for that's example, thing that you just said, will they actually follow it? So my husband and I have had this discussion. So, you know, if it says, should I, um, you know, work on this project and it says, no, 
but he really wants to work on the project, he's going to work on the project. Yep. So I said, don't waste my time. Yeah. You know, pulling Trust the string yourself. out. <laughs> Trust yourself. Yeah. Or go with your gut and your gut says you want to do it. And there's and times where he's confused and, and that's when he takes, that's when he asks for it. And, yep. and I'm saying he's probably done this four or five times. Like I've used pendulum 10 times in my life, I think. So seriously, it's not. It's I've not never, did times. I say that? I've never used a pendulum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's um it's interesting because even though we go and use these tools, tarot or pendulum or whatever we're using, often people will take the remember the bits that answered the way they wanted to be and not the way that they didn't. And mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting perspective of how people use them and how people receive them as well. Um, and, and I always say, Andy keeps saying to me, why don't you use this tool now? Like you hold it up and it, and it circles so well and it goes back and forth. Like it can give you all the answers. And my big thing was I don't need to because I have an internal pendulum. So I'm asking myself those questions all the time and I'm listening to the response of what, yeah. what I get within myself. Yeah. And, and my husband's done that all his life and he's very good at that. And so he's seen this little tool and he's like, oh, yeah, but that's, that's visual. Like that's yeah. a visual, yes. It's, it's, it's not a gut feeling. It, it's so much more than a gut feeling to, to see it move. Right. And, yeah. You know, I had a, uh, not had, I have a girlfriend and we used to um, ask each other, like she's a, in, she's a medium and an intuitive and she, we would ask each other questions. Oh, well, what should I do here? And we would get the answer and then we would act accordingly. We were actually trying to like trick the system, right? Like, yep. okay, if I act this way, everything will work out perfectly. Well, you know what spirit started to do? They would guide us one way and it would blow up in our faces and it would be like, oh my God, I didn't see that happening. I didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen, but we are going to go in those directions anyway. So sometimes just because somebody says, or you get the yes, or you get the no or whatever, it doesn't mean it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows and all the stars are aligning for you because we still have to go through our lessons. So totally it, it, agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Right. So if you're saying, okay, should I date this person? The answer is no. Okay. I won't. Whatever lesson that you were potentially supposed to learn going on a date with that person, it's just going to be a different character that's going to show up and you're going to walk through the exact same lesson. These are the yep. things that I've learned. And I, I assure you, I tried to cheat the system and get all the answers and, you know, not have to go through heartache and pain and it didn't work. Yeah, and it I think work. bumps in the road are, are going to be there. Like we, that they just are. That's life's life's purpose. We're meant to be here to to deal with and and move through some, you know, issues. And to think that these tools are going to erase that is incorrect. <laughs> it's not. Um, just like you would get something intuitive, your card might turn up, or the pendulum might might move back and forth. Um, it's getting you on the path that is going to be best for your higher self, which doesn't mean that it, as you said, is going is to be easy. sunshine and roses. Yeah. yeah. It's just like you need to achieve this and that's going to help you out in life. If yes. you take that bump now, then awesome. You don't have yeah. to deal with it in five yeah. years time or 10 years time. All right, yeah. let's talk about crystals and stones because this is way out of my depth. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I've got friends who are into crystals but I do nothing in this. So I have a couple of things to say. When I was growing up, 
I always was attracted to um, rose quartz and quartz. Like we used to have a cottage that we would go to and we would walk along the road and you'd be able to just pick up these different like little quartz or rose quartz. Always attracted to that. Always attracted to amethyst as well. I don't do crystals either. <laughs> like, I just don't. Like, I remember my friend, I was going through a hard time and she took me for a drive and we picked up this nice rose quartz thing and I and I put it basically like in between my breasts and I slept with it because my heart was hurting. And I'm sorry, it doesn't do a lot for me. However, what I will say is I did a reading for a very talented medium and what was coming through was that we have our uh, 3D sort of um, aura. We have another aura and there's another aura over that that is actually crystallized by crystals. And it becomes a time and space where you get attracted to them and resonate with the energy that they have. I'm not saying I'm not capable of that. I just don't actually think it's super necessary. I'm saving this with the caveat that I stand to be corrected if all of a sudden a some crystals start um, having a vibration or a feeling or an energy coming off of them, I'm not going to scoff it. But yeah, so sometimes I can touch them too. And I'm like, whoa, like you can feel it. Yeah, but I'm just not sure what it actually does for me. And and I'm saying this from a being a very experienced medium and and spiritual person. It, it, it's for me, it's about keeping it grounded. I don't have to, you know, have my smoky quartz and and all of my different things. I just don't. Yeah, and I agree. I call them bells and whistles, and uh, I actually tried. I'm trying to stop doing that because, for me, they're extras because it's not my intuitive style to use any of these. But to some people, um, they're very important. But that's not necessarily that's our audience, Nettie. Like. Like we're trying, our audience is kind of the people that come from a very logical place like we do, yeah. who can listen to this and go, okay, this, this path is clear. I understand what these things are. If it resonates with you and it works, do it, please. Yeah. But don't feel you have to. And I exactly. think the message that we're doing, you know, like I've got a girlfriend I went to and she saw a crystal in a window and we went in and um, I'd never been into a crystal shop before and she's like don't you just love it in here and I'm like mm, it's very busy and cluttered for my brain but okay um, and she spent $250 on a crystal um, and I was just like wow there's money in this industry like I can see you know and we went and saw um, uh, a medium and at the end of the medium she was selling crystal pendulums and crystals to everyone as she went out and it just felt like a money-making kind of um, added, you know, extra to her thing. And I was really disappointed in a way because I was like, to me, she was saying, oh, you want to speak to your loved ones, get a crystal um, or use a pendulum. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the bit that I sort of, I worry about that people think that you need these tools or, or, or yeah. um, you know, materialistic things to listen to your gut. And, and you said it so well earlier, you know, you just have to trust your inner self. If you, you if you want to use these tools and they work, absolutely go for it. If you want to meditate for four hours every morning, meditate for four hours every morning, that's up to you. But, but the thing is, there's another side to it where you don't need to do any of that. Exactly. Um, and, and I'm not, work oh, out sorry. what's right for you. Yeah. 
and I'm not necessarily going to be able to heal my broken heart by holding a rock on my chest. I wish it was that simple, but I actually have to go through the three. We're in the 3D. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. The point is for us to be human. So holding a rock to my chest is not going to heal my heart. Grieving is going to heal my heart. Going through the emotions, feeling it all. Trust me, if I could just hold a rock to my heart and be all better, I promise you I would. I absolutely would. (laughs) So you know what? We're actually getting close to time. Is there any other ones that you wanted to bring up? Um, Well, we haven't. Oh, psychometry. Psychometry. And I have a tiny bit of experience with this. Okay, go. Um, we, I started an energy circle, which is, um, that can be anything really, but it was an in-person energy circle with four other people. Um, I'd met them through, I did some work in the floods um, in our area. And part of the end of that was to get a team together. And two of the girls in there, I connected really well, but didn't know each other. And another friend had moved to the area. So the four of us got an energy circle together. And each time we met, we would do... Uh, someone different would host and they would do whatever they wanted to uh, chat about or or talk about. And one of the girls wanted to bring along something from someone who had passed and we would hold it into our hands and see whether we could draw any information or anything from that. Now, the girls didn't know that I was a medium um, because it's not something I share with many people. Um, And so we bought these objects and we put them into a bowl in the centre. Just just so you know, they're going to know now that you're a medium. Yeah, I know they do now. <laughs> it was very obvious at the time. Uh, and so we pulled out a, a, an item each and we held it in our hands from this bowl and we didn't know who it belonged to. And part of it was just to jot down a little bit of who you thought it belonged to and maybe uh, as in the person who who brought along with them for the day. And then anything from uh, where the person who had passed and it took about, I don't know, 30 seconds before the whole energy in the room moved, changed and three of us could feel the presence of a person standing in the room um, and it was a, a father that had passed um, and I could feel three fathers that had passed um, but one in particular was very strong. There was a grandmother actually there as well and um we all like my hand heated up so much that I had to put the item in my hand down it was it was almost like it was burning my hand um and it was a cross um I hadn't had that before I hadn't seen that energy come through something I didn't know even know if I believed it was possible I didn't not believe it but I wasn't you know if I don't know enough about something I sit on the fence like I don't know enough to know either way and I'm helped to be guided so it was a big wake-up call for me but literally these spirits were and three of us kind of went oh and we stopped it because it felt wrong it felt like we were very the energy of the group within itself and then also the ability to do it was not what we were I think planning on it on getting (laughs) um but it was a good experience it was it was showing the power of that within myself um I've never done it again I don't think I will do it again um I've done it I'd rather speak to spirit the way that I know how to speak to spirit and it's a comfortable way for my body to do yeah yeah all right your experience 
so I'll just tell the story really quick. Um, I was in a circle and I was given like a pocket knife. And so I held the pocket knife and all of a sudden I could see Africa and I could see elephants and I could see animals and I could see like these, these, these people kind of like slave, not being slaves, but like hard, like labor. And then it, it, the rest I can't totally remember, but I remember this part, like it just kind of started moving into um, this person's personality and things like that. And the woman that, that was running the circle, she, she goes, yeah, well, if you hadn't actually mentioned these things about the person, I wouldn't have believed you. And I was like, wow, thanks. I won't be back. Thanks. But anyways, <laughs> so I, I believe it was her grandfather's. It was a pocket knife and it had, it had been from Africa and it had um, elephant tusk or something on it which is what yeah. I was actually picking up on these elephants. And I was picking up on the construction and making of this knife. And then I started oh, to wow. pick up on the actual spirit. So here's what I think. I believe, yes, that's another way to connect to spirit. Spirit can show up because what you're doing is you're connecting to the person's energy and they're like, oh, hey, they're connecting yeah. to my energy and they show up. It's just the same as you know yeah. having someone sitting in front of us and it's like, okay, who's here to see this person? Anyways, um, I believe that when we touch things and when we're around things, we, we leave energetic like imprints into them. Yeah. So I don't feel like a spirit is living in this pocket knife. It's just the energy of all of that. And we're almost out of time, honey. We really uh, covered that yeah. quickly. It goes so yeah. fast. And I think just what you said then is important because I, I agree with the way that you perceive that. I think we're giving a window to that spirit to say, hey, you know, we've got this item. We're asking to speak to you. Um, yes. And spirit takes a window like, you know, the spirits that I that I get coming through um, are not just randoms. They, there is a person associated with them that yes. they're getting a message for. They don't just turn up to me and give a message to someone in Canada that yeah. I'll never get to see, you know. Right. They right. give it to someone who I know or I'm sitting in front of. Um, right. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Very good. Well, uh, that's the tools as we know it. Now, you've realised that we're not experts in this field. Um, this but is at least our experience. Could, yeah, covered off our um, opinions uh, in and experience in these areas, um, I, I, as limited as it is. You know, as for somebody that's just tuning in, we don't know each other, Nettie and I, and we are getting to know each other through these podcasts, which is brilliant. But the reason that we wanted to do them together is that we're both not into the bells and whistles. We're not into the airy fairy. We have our abilities. We use it. We use it for good. We use it through our lives, but we're not into the, I'm repeating myself, the bells and whistles. So with, with that said... Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And it was lovely chatting with you again. Yeah. And I hope that um, our little glitch in the middle wasn't too annoying. Or I'm sure my uh, speaker isn't great on my mobile phone, but I'm sitting in the dark here, um, even though I do look like I'm glowing, which is super weird because there is yeah. there is no real light around. But we're, um, we're keeping it real. That's what we do. Whatever we, yeah. And hopefully when we see you next time, we won't have a glitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you so much for coming. It was good to chat with you, Nettie. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time.